When the Torah describes the mitzvah of mezuzah, it uses the word beisecha, your home, and we learned last week that it means a house, a room, something that's not considered a home, not, not considered a, a base dira, that you don't live there, so that would not be chayv mezuzah. We also brought down from many Rishonim that included in home would be a base HaOitzer, a place where you store things, a closet, storage area, garage. That would all be included in bias because it functions either as a place where it, it facilitates your living or that itself, by the fact that you're able to store your goods, that itself is called a, a base dira. The Gemara Numa limits what a bias is. The Gemara Numa says that a bias has to be a base social cover. It has to be a home or a room of dignity, not a bathroom. A bathroom would not be chayv and mezuzah because that is not called a base social cover. That's not called a home of honor. And therefore, one, is not, one should not put a mezuzah in their bathroom. Now, there are many examples in the Gemara. We'll get to the practical applications of this Gemara, Bismat Hazeh. So let's say your person has a, a mikvah. You have a room for a mikvah. So the halacha would be that room for the mikvah would not be obligated in mezuzah since people will be undressed there. That is not called base social cover. It's not called the room of cover. There's there's ever there. And therefore, one would not put a mezuzah on the room of the mikvah. What about the mikvah building? So we will discuss this when we discuss office buildings. Since it might not be used during the day and during the night, so perhaps you would not be chai of mezuzah. However, the minog is to definitely put a mezuzah on it, especially if there are offices there, if there are other things going on there, billing, accounting, whatever might be might be done in that building, and therefore most mikvah buildings will have mezuzah, but the actual rooms would not have mezuzah. The same would apply to a locker room. A locker room depends. If people feel... Uh, are very comfortable there. They're very heimish, and they get totally undressed in the in the locker room. So then there would not be chayv mezuzah because that would be considered. It's not called the base social covered. But if if people just change there, but it's they're able to to they're they're typically dressed. So then and they're not yoshiv room and they're not sitting while undressed. So then it would it would be uh you would you would put a mezuzah in a locker room. There is a discussion regarding a swimming pool. So many pools are indoors, but let's say you have an outdoor pool. So you even you get the, the question a little more complicated. An outdoor pool, let's say it's, it's a gated pool, and you have a doorway. So in many of the from bungalow colonies, so the pool is surrounded by a very high wall. People want privacy. So in that wall, they have a cutout for a door, and in many in many uh, camps and bungalow colonies, it's actually a real door and a regular doorway. You know, if the whole gate opens up and that's the door, so then of course you're put from a mezuzah. There's nowhere to put. There's no mashka. If there's no uh, lintel to put the mezuzah to to be chayiv a mezuzah, it has to be a mezuzah. We're going to learn what exactly a doorway is. But your typical pool has that gate would not be considered a doorway. But if you have a very high wall. A very high, a very high fence, and it's there's a door cut out into it. So you have a doorway, and the question is: Is swimming pool chayav mezuzah? So, one point to make is that why is that considered a base dira? Why is that considered a place where people live? If you just use it to bathe, you use it for swimming, that probably wouldn't be identified as a base dira. So I was once in a bungalow colony for Shabbos, and. This is what the discussion was during uh, laning. Hopefully, 
uh, you know, being Gavra le Gavra, this was a discussion. So there was a, it was, it was probably right before the nine days, and there was a dispute in the back of the shul if the pool should be open during the nine days. So obviously we do not, we're Ashkenazim, we do not swim during the nine days. But some of the men felt that this is our place to, to chill, to have a barbecue, to, I don't know, smoke, whatever they wanted to do there. Even if we're not going swimming, we want access to our pool area. And they said they're going to climb over the fence. It was a whole discussion during the avenue, during laning. So I saw from there that in many, in many situations, the pool is not just a base hamerchatz where you go to bathe, you go to exercise, you go get a, you know, jump into the pool. It's a place where people relax, they tan, they make barbecues there. So if that's the case, so then your pool is considered a base dira, and technically it should be chayv in mezuzah. However, people will not be dressed uh, they're not. They're not. If, they, if they're walking around, well, totally undressed, that would not be considered ba- uh, a base shell covered. But let's say they wear bathing suits, and that's how people are always dressed. It would be considered a base shell covered. Let's say a person lives in his home and he only walks around in shorts. That's all he does. He doesn't wear a shirt. He goes bare chested his whole the whole day. So you probably can't dive in like that. But the question is, would, would his house be high from mezuzah? Of course. That's he's not technically undressed. You can't dive in like that, but that would not be considered erva. That you would say his house is no longer a base shell covered. There is a discussion in the Gemara about uh, a courtyard that doesn't have a roof, and the Gemara says if that's how it's typically made, that there's no roof on it, so that's not a indication that it's not a it's not a bias. So therefore, if you go to, if you go through bungalow colonies, so some of them do put mezuzahs on it. Some don't, but that would be the discussion. Is it considered a dira? And depending how people use it, is that considered a base social covered or not? So again, your your typical bathroom will not obviously will not be a base social covered. What about the room before a, before you go to the bathroom? So sometimes there's a small little room. So typically that room is less than dollar by dollar, less than four amas by four amas. So anyways, it'll be putter from mezuzah. Additionally, many poets can say that this little room with a sink in it is just facilitating the bathroom, so we consider it as one bathroom. However, there are situations, let's say in some halls or yeshivas, where the washing station is in that room before the bathroom. So then, that's not necessarily a room that's the purpose is solely for the bathroom. It's a room on its own. I'll give an example. And if you go to the wedding hall in Williamsburg, it's called a terrace of rum. And a terrace of rum, so real estate is very uh, tight there. So in order to get to the chassan's room, where he you know, gets dressed and gets ready for the chuppah, you have to literally walk through the bathroom. Well, you're not really in the bathroom. You're only in the front room where the sinks are. So that room is definitely high of a mezuzah. And there is a mezuzah there because that room with the sinks is not only servicing the bathroom. What about a laundry room? So historically, the laundry rooms were putter from mezuzah. If you look in the chuvas, it's very clear because they did not use disposable diapers. They used cloth diapers. So there was mamish uh, tinuf in the in the laundry room. But bismanazab, where most people are using uh, disposable diapers and and uh, our laundry rooms are clean, so it would be chayav mezuzah. Again, it would have to actually have the shear. Many, many laundry rooms are less than Dollar by dollar amas, anyways. A slaughterhouse, a shlachtos would be the same halacha. If it's if it's a place where it smells, it's it's not uh, not a nice not a pleasant place to be. So then it would not be chayiv and mezuzah. So that's the that's the minog. There's a very interesting question discussed already in the times of the Rishayim. What about a bedroom that a couple that a, a couple's bedroom? 
So they're going to have Tashmish there. They're setting up their home. And the question is, should they put a mezuzah on their bedroom door? So if you look in the Mordechai, the Mordechai says, no, totally putter from mezuzah. There's no obligation to put a mezuzah. They should not put a mezuzah since the, the husband and wife will be together in that room. They should not put a mezuzah on it. The Ramah says, the Ramah brings him down. And the Ramah says, I have a very simple uh, solution. Put the mezuzah on the outside of the doorway. And if you look at 99% of bedrooms, the door goes in. So if you put the mezuzah on the doorpost on the outside, when you close the door, the mezuzah will not will not be seen from the inside. And therefore, there will be no problem of, of uh, tashmish while... While the, door, while the door is closed. So that works for 99% of the time. However, there are certain doors that are made, they're security doors, that you can't kick them in, that the door goes out. So if the door goes out, so then the, the place where you would put the mezuzah is actually on the inside of the room. So let's say a couple, that their, their bedroom is like that. Or, and this is more common, is that in the bedroom itself, you will see some of the larger homes that are custom custom designed. They have a master suite. It could be a, a walk-in closet and a bathroom on a different part of the bedroom. And they could have an arch right in the middle of the bedroom. Halach is if the arch separates the room, so then and it has the proper uh, doorway, so then you're chayv mezuzah. So there, there's no door. You're putting the mezuzah snack in the middle of the room. So what do you do in that situation? So the first thing that comes to mind is why don't you cover it now there are classic there, there's two different mezuzah covers on the market and one of them is a see-through one which people say which the price can say if you if you have a uh, you know adult children and it's not not little kids running around undressed so it's proper to put those in your dining room your living room that's where you should put the mezuzahs that have the clear see-through cases so you can actually see the, the, the Shem Hashem, you could see the mezuzah there. But in bedrooms, or let's say a person has younger children where they're going to be changing diapers and the children are running around not dressed, so then you should have the covered, the mezuzah cases that are covered. So why can't that work for a bedroom as well? I'll put up the mezuzah, I'll have, I'll buy the plastic, you know, a white or, or whatever, whatever color you like, a mezuzah case, and my, my mezuzah will be covered and it shouldn't be a problem. The, so the halacha is, you look in Hilchah's Tefillin, Simon Mem, when it comes to Kisvei Kodesh, when it comes to Tefillin, the halacha is that in order to permit Tashmish in the presence of Tefillin, or even to go to the bathroom, according to the Mishaburah, one needs to have a kis b'seich kis, a cover inside another cover. So over here, I do have a cover inside a cover. I have the, the mezuzah, the cloth is wrapped in plastic, and it's put into my plastic, plastic uh, mezuzah case. However, the halacha is when it's kilyan, if it's their keli, where if it's designed for the mezuzah, or let's say by tefillin, it's designed for tefillin, your tefillin bag, halacha is that doesn't work. You could have even a hundred of them if it's designed for tefillin. So the halacha is that it does not work as a covering. So what does a person do? Let's say a person has tefillin and he's by a hotel, or which is a more typical case, he is in the airport. So if he's in the airport, but, you know, if he's traveling with family or friends and you have to go to the bathroom, so you give your tefillin to your friend. Very nice. But let's say you cannot. You're traveling on, on your own and you have, a, you have your towels bag with you, your towels and tefillin. So halacha is if it's in your suitcase or your knapsack or whatever bag you like, halacha is it's covered. You have your tefillin bag and you have your briefcase on top of it. 
No problem. It's not even a Shiloh. The Shiloh would be, let's say there are these new leather tefillin talus bags, which they have the strap on it. So you could literally hold it. You could carry it like a pocketbook, like a purse. And technically, that talus bag is the second covering. You have, a tfil, you have your tefillin in a tefillin bag, and you have that leather talus bag on top of it. So it's double covered, but that talus bag is its bag. So the question is, can I use that for, is that considered two coverings? So there's a machlekes in the paiskim. If the talus bag is considered specifically designed for your tefillin, or is it there for other things? Meaning if it's considered my, my, a covering for tefillin, and that's what I wanted it to be, so it doesn't work, because that's called tilyun. that's called its typical bag, and it won't work to cover my tefillin. But if you say, no, it's there to hold my glasses for my, I don't know, I put something else in there, I put my talus in there, I put lollipops in there, I'm the candy man in shul, if it's there for other uses, so maybe it's not considered the actual tefillin bag, and it'll be like wrapping it with a shopping bag, and therefore it wouldn't be a problem. So this is Machlekes. And Lahalacha, one could be Makel and say that the talus bag is there for other items, you know, independent of its fillin. However, the Mishabura has a very simple etza that gets you out of the Shiloh. He says, let's say you're, you're, you're traveling, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. So Shachar is that morning when after you, when you put your tefillin away, wrap your tefillin with your talus. So put your talus over your tefillin on both sides. Cover it up. If you cover it up, that's an odd covering. Nobody, it's not the typical way to cover your tefillin with your talus. You wouldn't call your talus my tefillin bag. So once you cover your tefillin with your talus, that's one covering. If you have your tefillin bag, that's a second covering. If you have a talus bag, that's a third covering. You're definitely good to go. So if a person's traveling and they have one of these tefillin bags and they can't fit it into their suitcase, so halacha would be to, it's better, preferable to cover your tefillin with your talus. If you didn't do that and you have your regular talus bag, so we could, we could rely on the price can that hold that a that, that a talus bag is not specifically designed to hold your tefillin only. It's there for your talus. It's there for your glasses, for your loose change, for your candy, whatever else you have in there. So so one can rely on that and bring that into the bathroom. So what about mezuzah? Mezuzah, that second, that, that tefillin, the, sorry, the mezuzah case is only there for tefillin. You don't put your glasses in your mezuzah case. So that second covering doesn't work. So we'll leave off with this. We'll continue tomorrow, Mr. Shem. What should this person do? He has an arch in his bedroom. They want to put mezuzah up there. It's chayav mezuzah, but they don't want to have an issue of, of tashmish in front of kisvei kodesh, in front of the, the mezuzah. So we'll continue this tomorrow.